This Torah portion is one of the most important texts that relate to the coming of the Messiah. Uh, Deuteronomy chapter 29 and, uh, and 30. Usually we think about, well, is it uh, the prophecy of the virgin birth? Well, that was Abigail's Haftorah, uh, uh, or a new covenant portion. Uh, or we think of another messianic uh, promise, uh, and that's uh, where we find uh, everything we want to know about Yeshua in the, uh, in the Hebrew Bible, in, in the Tanakh. Uh, but uh, here in Deuteronomy chapter 29 and 30, what we have is Israel's hope for the future. This is like uh, Israel's end-time prophecy uh, right here. And uh, these passages uh, are what have encouraged the Jewish people for thousands of years uh, going through very difficult, very difficult times. Uh, if you ever have a chance, you could read the whole thing in, in uh, English, in an English Bible. Chapter 29 talks about what will happen when the people rebel against God. Now remember, when this is written, this is before they're ever in the land. This is at the end of the wilderness wanderings, okay? It's at the end of the 40 years in the wilderness. And they're in this place called the Plains of Moab, this, um, you might call it the staging area for entering the land, for crossing the Jordan. And Moses is giving his last speeches to the Jewish people before he dies, and then Joshua takes them across the Jordan and into the land. Uh, but, you know, Moses was uh, a realist. You know, he didn't just say, hey, it's been great, adios, uh, be well, and, and uh, have a great time in the land. He said, you know, you're going to get into the land, and I know what you're like, you know. So you'll start out okay, but after a while, you'll take credit for all the things that God does uh, not only that, but you'll complain and, you, and, uh, you know, and you're going to rebel. And then what's going to happen is you're going to have to leave the land. Well, we know uh, in history that this happened not once, but twice, right? The first one uh, was uh, 70 years out of the land. And uh, the other one was uh, over 2,000 years. Now, when we say out of the land, we don't mean like 100, like they took a census, and 100% of the people were out of the land. Now, there's always been Jews in the land. Always been Jews in the land. But these captivities uh, lasted uh, during this period of time. The first one, the people were kind of in one, generally speaking, uh, in, well, at least from the southern kingdom of Judah, in one place. They were in Babylon. But all the, the Jewish people in the northern kingdom, they got scattered all over the place. Okay? They were never lost, though. No such thing. In the, in the real world, as the lost tribes of Israel. It's like a made-up thing. Did you know that? Yeah. Okay. Good. Uh, so, uh, for uh, the second one was 2,000 years. And all over the Middle East and over Europe and, and, uh, and around the world. Today, we see part of the process of the return uh, to the land, just like the passage teaches. That in that day there would be a day when the people would return. Well, it doesn't all happen at once. Uh, what's happening, what has been happening over the last 100 years or so, uh, is part of a larger process uh, of return to the land and to the uh, Lord. Hence the Messianic Jewish movement. A return to the land and a return to the, uh, to the Lord. And we know that when the Messiah came, as we're studying right now in the book of Acts, uh, that he began this renewal when Jewish people 
I began believing in him and the spirit of God was, was poured out. The beginning of the end really uh, began. And so today, when we embrace the Messiah, we're returning to the Lord and God does a work in our hearts. As Abigail said in her speech, he makes room in our hearts for himself. Uh, and uh, that was really good, Abigail. You came up with that all by yourself when we were talking about the circumcision of the heart. What does that mean? And uh, Abigail said to me, well, I think it means that God makes room for, for himself uh, in our hearts. And I thought, that's really very, very good. By doing this, I, the Torah becomes completely accessible. That's what's going on in the passage. We don't have time to read the whole thing again. But uh, Moses uh, says that the word is not that far away. It's not so far that we have to uh, go across the ocean to find it. Or we have to go up in the air in the sky to find it. But it's very close uh, to us. And so uh, what has been promised is, is that the Lord would, it says here, uh, moreover, the Lord your God will circumcise your heart and the heart of your descendants to love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul in order that you may live. Uh, and then he goes on to say that, that this word is not so far away. Uh, and so it is uh, indeed accessible. What's really interesting about this is, is that in the New Covenant, Paul, you've all heard of him, that he I understood this text as, an, as a Jewish uh, like end-time text, and that this end-time has begun with the coming of the Messiah, with the, with the coming of Yeshua. And so he takes this portion, and he relates it to uh, Yeshua. He says this, the, that righteousness based on faith says this, Do not say in your heart who will ascend into heaven, that is to bring Messiah down, or who will descend into the abyss? That is to bring Messiah up from the dead. He's quoting, Isaiah, uh, he's quoting Deuteronomy chapter 30 when he says that. But what does it say? So when he says, what does it say? It is the 30th chapter of Deuteronomy. This uh, week's Torah portion that Abigail and Grace have worked hard to understand. The word is near you in your mouth and in your heart. And then he says, that is the word of faith which we are preaching. That if you confess with your mouth Yeshua as Lord and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you shall be saved. For with the heart man believes, resulting in righteousness. And with the mouth he confesses, resulting in salvation. So what Paul is doing is he's saying, hey, this is that. He's saying that, uh, that a God has promised a circumcision of the heart, you know, uh, in other words, uh, circumcision as a metaphor of changing our heart and making room for himself. And that's what Yeshua did for us when he died and rose from the dead. And we know that he is the word made flesh, isn't he? He is the incarnation of God and called the word made flesh. The Torah, the living Torah, the Torah made flesh. And so when Moses says the Torah is near to your heart, Paul says Yeshua is near to your heart. Uh, and uh, so we understand uh, that Yeshua is the promised Messiah of Israel and that this uh, has indeed begun when, when we embrace him. And then Grace, in, in her speech, uh, uh, talked about a little bit farther down in Deuteronomy 
uh, 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 chapter uh, 30, when uh, we read that after Moses says, you know, he's going to come and, he's, and it's going to be a glorious future, he's going to circumcise your heart, right? He says, now, today I'm giving you two choices. This was Grace's uh, focus here. Uh, he says, I've said before you today, life and prosperity, death and adversity, in uh, that I command you to love the Lord your God, to walk in his ways and keep his commandments and his statutes and his judgments, that you may live and multiply, and that the Lord your God uh, may bless you uh, in, the, uh, in, the, in the land. Uh, and uh, so this uh, text say, says to hold fast, to stick close uh, to God. And, and Grace learned all about the word davak and how that means to cleave or to, to be close to God. And so uh, uh, what Grace focused on was this choice. Abigail focused on what would happen, the circumcision of the heart. Uh, Grace focused on the, the, the choice. And the choice is indeed to, uh, to love God. And uh, uh, we know that when we say we love God or we follow God, it means that we're clinging to him, right? We're holding fast to him, sticking to him like a husband and a wife. Uh, do. And that's why, of course, uh, a marriage is a picture of our relationship uh, with God. And uh, very, very important to understand that. So it's interesting, this choice is very interesting. And what a great passage for uh, Bat Avraham to uh, hear that, you know, I'm giving you this choice. Because we read about this choice, not only here, but we read about it all the way through the Bible, right? About there's two ways, right? There's God's way, and then there's everything else, right? There's God's way, and there's the way of our culture. There's the way that I just feel like doing. There's a way that uh, just makes me uh, happy in the moment. Uh, whatever we want to call it. There's God's way, and then there's just every other, every other way. Uh, we read about, uh, for example, two paths. We read about two houses. We read about two masters, right? Which is it going to be? In the book of Proverbs, it's called the way of wisdom, and the way of folly. In the Sermon on the Mount, at the very end of the Sermon on the Mount, it's, Yeshua said that if we live out his words, it's like a house built on a strong foundation so that when the winds come and the rain comes, that the house stands. But if we don't uh, act on what he says, it's like a house built on sand. And when the rain comes and the winds blow, it all falls apart right? Uh, and so Abigail and Grace, how important it is uh, at your Bat Avraham to recognize this as you've studied about these, the choices that God gives. Life is full of choices. And am I going to walk in God's path, in God's way, or what other people tell me to do, or what my friends do, or what the culture tells me to do? So it's so important because when we think about the path, God's path, the derech, Adonai, the way of the Lord, right? It begins with embracing Yeshua. You know, Yeshua talked about this, about himself. When he says, I am the way, the truth, and the life. You know, usually the way part is sort of like, he's the way, the truth, and the life. He's the truth, he's the life, but we don't talk about the way, right? The way is the derech, the road. He is the wisdom of God. He is the road to take. And God created us 
to live a certain way that's best for us. And that best way is to take that road, right? Uh, and, uh, and that road, it's like, it's like a road out, out in the street. Like, you know, the little white lines on the sides of the road, right? They're boundaries. Bad things happen when we go on the other side of those lines, right? And so that's like life. Like when we walk in God's way, as long as we stay on that road, we can make all kinds of choices as long as they're on that road. But if we go outside the boundaries, then we got trouble, right? Uh, and so we want to stay on the path. It's like having a GPS, isn't it? Right? Put it in. This is the way to go, right? But you know, there's something wonderful about what happens and about the grace and the mercy of God when we go off the road. Because you know what happens when, you, when, you, when you're following your, uh, your GPS and you go off the road, right? Next thing you see, rerouting, right? You're not lost forever there. Rerouting. And so you may go off the road, but you can get right back on that road wherever you are. When we just repent, we confess our sins, and that's what's coming up uh, this week as we uh, celebrate Rosh Hashanah and Yom Kippur, that we can be right back on that road. And so we want to follow the way of wisdom and the way of God. And so I hope, uh, Abigail and Grace, that, that you stay on that road, uh, that you stay on that road uh, always. You know, and uh, Grace, in your uh, New Covenant portion, uh, you talk about, you, you, you know, you can't serve two masters, right? Uh, and so there it's, it's money, basically, in that text. Uh, but w- the, the idea, though, is we serve God uh, no matter what, and we stay on that road. And Abigail, your New Covenant portion was about the coming of the Messiah uh, and the great miracle, right? Uh, and uh, with God, nothing is impossible. Abigail told me that, that when we were choosing a new covenant portion, I asked, I asked well, what, do you have a favorite verse? Abigail told me, oh, with God, uh, nothing is impossible. Okay, well, we're going to make that your new covenant portion. All right, and, uh, and there you go. Uh, and, and so uh, I hope that you will always, uh, always uh, remember it. Uh, and, uh, and of course, um, you know, in our uh, training, uh, we learn ab- about things to do on the road, on the path, right? Uh, we learn about Jewish history and we learn about Jewish values, Jewish values, biblical values. You know, values are, are things uh, that, uh, that uh, we stick with no matter what, because they're valuable, right? Just like Something expensive is valuable and you have to take care of it. So staying on the road and living a certain way is valuable. And uh, we want to take care of it. And so uh, we learn about different values and then famous people who demonstrate those values. Jewish, famous Jewish people. From everything from from Sandy Koufax to Golda Meir. Uh, we learn about famous Jewish people and uh, uh, what, they have, uh, what they have accomplished. So uh, Abigail, she talked about this in her uh, speech, was a tikkun olam, which is really about, uh, we usually say making the world a better place, but it's a little bit more profound than making the world a better place. It's really about bringing Israel's future into the world today. It's about bringing what God promises uh, about the, the future and demonstrating it and manifesting it in our lives and in the world. 
And so uh, Abigail uh, talked about, uh, you know, uh, uh, talked about that and, uh, uh, and about coming up with an idea with her and her friends to raise money for uh, people who were having a very difficult time. And then uh, Grace learned about tzedakah, uh, uh, tzedakah, which means righteousness, but in, in Jewish parlance, it refers to like charity or giving, giving. Uh, and uh, uh, and giving of yourself, and so uh, uh, Grace uh, uh, talked about uh, you know participating in, in helping homeless people is really very good. So it's interesting that uh, just a little by the way in Grace's um, in, in the book that we use in the book that we use uh, Albert Einstein is the uh, person uh, who demonstrates this issue of giving uh, because Albert Einstein was a great supporter of the modern state of Israel. Uh, uh, in our book, it wasn't about him being a great scientist. It was about him being a great philanthropist. Uh, so much so that he was offered to be not the prime minister, but the president of Israel uh, early on in, in the history of the, Jew, history of the modern state of Israel. See? Well, you learn a lot of things when you come to Beth Messiah. Okay? All right. Well, very good. So I hope that uh, for all of us, we learn uh, uh, from this uh, Torah portion, Haftorah portion, and New Covenant portion that uh, God gives us a particular path to travel on that's best for us. And it begins with knowing Messiah Yeshua, you know, uh, knowing that we're accountable to God and knowing that our sins are forgiven and we're empowered to live uh, this way, living on the right path, on the right road.